Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. You know, those of you who are investors who have invested uh, using uh, any stocks that are on the SGX, we know that sometimes, you know, we need regulation to help protect those of us who are investing. The SGX regulatory arm recently announced that they are going to have an expanded range of enforcement powers that are going to start on the 1st of August uh, to figure out what that all means and how far that's going to go to protect people. We have Robson Lee, a partner in Gibson and Dunn's Singapore office on the line with us now. Robson, good morning. Welcome to Weekend Mornings, Saturday morning on Money FM. Great to have you with us. Good morning. Tell us about this new, uh, these new enforcement powers that are going to happen. Give us an overview. What is it actually going to do? Well, um, in essence, the powers of the SGX um, are to, uh, you know, enable them to speedily uh, issue public re- reprimands. And, and these are not uh, appealable uh, in situations where the SGX deems that it is uh, urgent, it's compulsory, uh, and uh, they also have the powers now to uh, basically demand or require issuers uh, to uh, compel directors to leave the board, uh, errant directors or directors with uh, certain uh, you know, uh, unresolved issues, uh, be it they are under criminal investigations or investigations for misconduct by their professional bodies, they would require them to leave. Uh, they would also uh, stop them uh, and join them from being reappointed for up to three years. So these are the uh, you know immediate powers of the SGX. Um, and one of the uh, last thing that it, it stated uh, recently was that uh, it requires the uh, all listed companies now to have in place a whistleblowing policy mm. and sufficient safeguards to protect whistleblowers. And this mm. has to come into effect immediately and has to be published in next year's annual report starting from 1st January uh, you know, 2022. So these are the uh, powers or the enhanced powers of the exchange that were recently announced. Hmm. Why, why now, Robson? I mean, in your view, why do you think these changes have been introduced now? What, what was the reason behind it? Um, there was actually um, you know, a series of public consultation for a while. And I think the exchange is of the view that directors are important custodians of uh, the public investors. They are reposed with the responsibility to guard and to manage the company properly so that investors' interests are safeguarded. And, um, you know, at times, uh, you know, previously when, when such issues come up, it has to go to the listings and disciplinary committee. But it takes a while to form the committee because certain committee members may have a conflict of interest. They have to recluse themselves. It takes time before the committee hears these cases, forms a committee has to be formed, hears the cases, and then decide on it. Um, that delay may not be in the best interest of the company and the shareholders. So the exchange has deemed it necessary to make such powers effective and immediate uh, without having got to go through the process of uh, listing committee, disciplinary committee, etc. We're talking with Robson Lee, a partner at Gibson and Dunn's Singapore office, talking about some new regulations uh, going into effect on the 1st of August of, through the SGX's regulatory arm. Robson, do we have any, have there been any major incidents or cases where because we didn't have these 
uh, in place that there was a there was a, a public sort of scandal or public mm. uh, any kind of a big uh, problem that occurred uh, with without having these regulations in place. I think there are a number of cases, but what was most notable was a case in uh, 2012 involving a uh, S-chip uh, company called China Sky. Uh, exchange uh, uh, went back and forth with the company, requiring them to do a special audit. They thumbed their noses at, at the exchange, uh, and it took some time before the exchange uh, you know, decided to issue a public reprimand. But that was a couple of months later, and, and I think the delay wasn't in the best interest of the company. Uh, so uh, and there are, of course, many other cases uh, to name this particular incident uh, uh, in particular. So I think the exchange has, uh, over the years, found that the uh, immediacy of action is also a deterrent against errant conduct, against uh, share, uh, directors uh, who are not able to discharge their duty properly to shareholders. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned it there, Robson, uh, moving forward. What impact do you think these changes will have on on directors' thinking and uh, maybe on the, the market itself? What impact do you think these regulations will have? Well, you know, a public remand is a very serious thing and in a small market like Singapore. Uh, it would affect your personal, your professional reputation. Uh, it will affect your, your future appointment in many important places. So I think um, it hasn't changed the duty of care or responsibility of directors, but I think it has heightened, it would have the effect of heightening awareness that you have to take your role and responsibility as directors very seriously because you have a fiduciary responsibility towards the company and shareholders. You have to be vigilant. You can't delegate uh, and totally, uh, you know, be negligent and or recklessly, uh, uh, you know, burying your head under this in the sand uh, and and be blind to to things which are obvious to any reasonable person who sits on your chair as a director. So it has, uh, uh, you know, underscored the seriousness of being a director. I think that that is something that um, is uh, a a welcome uh, regulatory move by the exchange. And uh, I think it sends a very clear message to all and sundry. Where are we right now, Robson, in Singapore in terms of our corporate governance structures? I know uh, if you are a director, ACRA makes people go through a course uh, to certify that you understand the rules, etc. But generally speaking, as you look across our our business landscape in Singapore. Are we doing pretty well in terms of corporate governance and paying attention to these issues? Well, I think uh, we are progressing. Uh, You can't say that it's an ideal state of affairs as far as corporate governance is concerned. Um, And I think these are bolts and nuts which the exchange uh, is putting in place to tighten and to uh, underscore the importance of corporate governance. Basically, I think the uh, knowledge of the directors as to their responsibility, the extent of their duty of care is extremely important. So it is good that the exchange is uh, doing it at all uh, multi-levels, making sure directors are properly equipped they are, they are you know, given uh, opportunity to attend courses so that they are aware of their responsibilities. At the same time, when they, they run foul of the law, enforcement is swift and harsh. Mm. So I think these are things which are all a package deal uh, to basically um, underscore the importance of being a director and why you must take your duty of care very seriously. And if you are not able to properly discharge, then you should leave. And, and also alert the exchange if there are things which have gone wrong 
that basically uh, require you to leave the board because you are not in a position to properly discharge. And this goes uh, uh, more for independent directors because you are not in management and you can't agree with management on certain directions, certain uh, safeguards that need to be put in place. Then you should retire, you should resign and mm. properly inform the public through the exchange and uh, you know SGX uh, announcement platform as to the reasons why you are leaving because that would help you to discharge your duty of care. Mm. Yeah, those are the the, the, the steps in the process, uh, Robson. But from a more practical standpoint, we do live in a very conservative society. I've seen it myself, you know, where there's been a reluctance to pass comment on bosses at director level. I've seen it over the years. I was in Singapore, obviously, and, and partially covered the NKF scandal of many, many years ago, where there was a reluctance to speak out. So even though we have these regulations that supposedly benefit, well, they do benefit the whistleblower, protecting their confidentiality. As one of our uh, viewers, listeners points out, LL Tan, does whistleblowing really happen here? Is there a record of how many did it manage to retain the job without repercussions? Heard plenty of bad things happening to whistleblowers. It's that fear. It's that idea of the self-censorship. If I keep quiet, I keep my rice bowl. Do we really think these changes will encourage more whistleblowers to come forward? Well, I think uh, the exchange has done uh, the right thing uh, first step, and that is to institutionalize a policy to protect whistleblowers. Uh, the uh, more important thing is that uh, you know, uh, if you are an independent director and if you have detected something that is, that's gone wrong, uh, in your resignation, uh, you must state clearly in your uh, disclosure to the uh, public, to the market, the reasons why you are stepping down. You can't just simply say, oh, for personal reason, because I'm too busy, etc. Mm. I think the rules require you to state affirmatively, was there a disagreement? Are you able to discharge or you were not able to discharge and therefore you quit? Because that would be a red flag to the market. And that is actually mm. required of uh, the independent director who is quitting. Now, that is also required of the nominating committee when they, they interview or they conduct an exit interview for retiring or, or directors who are resigning. Uh, and these are all safeguards. And at the end of the day, the fact that you kept quiet is not going to protect you. I think that's a very important thing. You have seen cases whereby directors who left before uh, you know, things collapsed, they are still held personally liable uh, because it happened on their watch. I think that's the greatest deterrent. And but, you've got to make the judgment call. But there are places that, as a director. I, you know, I know in the U.S., for example, the, the whistleblower laws are quite strong and quite protective of, of the people that do point out wrongdoing. Do you feel like our laws here in Singapore are as strong, as complete as they could be or should be to protect those whistleblowers? Because now the exchange with effect from 1st of August requires the whistleblowing policy and protection of whistleblowers to be part of your, um, you know, your constitution of the company, mm. the way you function. And, and the rules of the exchange are given statutory force under the Securities and Futures Act. So that itself is a very concrete move in the right direction. Um, and if the listing rules require the company the audit committee or the lead independent director to conduct uh, investigations quietly and protect the whistleblower, then it has the force of law by virtue mm. of the Securities and Futures Act. So I see this as a very big improvement step uh, towards uh, enhancing and, and uh, uh, engendering the culture of whistleblowing. 
Robson, thanks so much for your time and, and putting this all in perspective. It's a it's a complicated discussion, but it's one that is absolutely important for um, so many people in Singapore who are investors. Robson Lee, partner in Gibson and Dunn here in Singapore, talking about the SGX's regulatory arm, starting with some new regulations on August 1st to protect investors. Appreciate your time today, Robson. Hope you'll come back again. Thank you. Good to To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.